and welcome to Shuffle Buddies. Hello. I was so excited. I almost interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can interrupt me at any time. So, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're back. Yeah, we're back. I'm super excited to be back. We have lots of games to talk about. So many games. I have played so many games, but um, I'm going to try and save some of that game explosion and meet it out over many, <laughs> many listening sessions. So we won't have like a 10 hour episode right now. Yeah. But if you've been paying attention, the last episode was recorded right before Casey's birthday mm-hmm. in March. Yep. And now <laughs> September 18th. So yeah. As, as we planned it. Yep. But we're just going to pick it up and keep on running. Keep so, on trucking. Um, yeah, we're in our want... new house. Sorry, I know, we don't know how to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> I am just going to interrupt you the whole time. We're in our new house. Got the pod set up in your office. I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't know what made it this weekend, but we just decided it was time to come back. Yeah, I think we picked, um, we were like, hey, let's figure out the day it's going to be nicest outside <laughs> and sit inside and do our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But this is our summer gaming spectacular. They I should have said that with like spectacular, spectacular. Um, yeah, <laughs> and so this was something that I wanted to do all summer. Mm-hmm. Get ready for a spectacular of games coming your way in a little bit. Yeah, kind of a different type of episode because we have four games I think we're going to talk about as opposed to just the one. Yep. We're going to cover some very specific games that have to deal with the summer. Mm -hmm. They have to deal with summer and they have to deal with uh, a very special promotion where you can buy them all. Mm, I do like it when the games we talk about are accessible and available for purchase so that if people... Because we make them sound so good. I bet everybody else wants to just go out and buy them. Mm-hmm. And if they can't, be so bummed. I'm excited. I'm just excited to be back. Since you're so excited, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? What do you want to talk about? Oh my gosh. I mean, I can start talking about like the most recent thing that's in my memory, which is super topical, Downton Abbey. Mm, the show <laughs> everyone's talking about. Oh yeah. It's super hot right now. <laughs> um... I don't know why it took me so long to get into it, like, especially when everybody was talking about it, when it was super hot and trendy to be watching all about Downton. Uh, I just never got into it. I watched like a couple episodes. I watched like the first couple episodes multiple times and just never sunk the time into it. But then I did. And now I'm on the last episode. Yeah, you have been binging Downton. I have. At every moment. It's like lunch, you've got your iPad out. It's bed, <laughs> you're in bed watching it. I um, know. We have that TV in the bedroom, which I was, I remember I even made a comment where I was like, I'm so glad we barely ever use that, but I'm glad it's in here for those couple of times. And then right after that, I just started watching Downton. You immediately tucked every yourself night. in and never got back out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I, yeah, just had lunch like earlier and I was sitting at the counter just watching like 15 minutes of the last episode of Downton. You didn't even watch the last episode in like one stretch? Nope. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't, I I couldn't help myself. I had just to had do to it. Just pick and, pick and pull at it. From yeah. Maybe multiple. I'll rewatch everything all over again and really give it my undivided attention. The show? Yeah. The entire show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, after this, I really want to watch um, White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Is the next one I really want to watch. Because I did start like a few minutes of that and I was like why am I starting this show right now like I'm in the middle of Downton I gotta finish Downton and then I'll go and watch White Lotus so that's what I've been consuming with my eyeballs I did get into Downton when it first came out I think Mm -hmm. um I wasn't like super into it but I did watch the first couple seasons and I liked them a lot that was probably like maybe even back in the day when Netflix gave you discs Ooh, maybe maybe if I remember right. Yeah, I keep forgetting um, that that was a thing. But I was into Downton Abbey, but I'm excited you're into it now because I recently got this game called Obsession mm-hmm. that is very much Downton Abbey or um, just that era of time where there's under butlers and all these things. And yeah. I don't really understand the whole hierarchy of that society. It goes uh, butler, under butler, footman, first footman, second footman. And then there's some boys below that, like hall boys, I think. 
Well, Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> just in case you were wondering, yes. you're welcome. So I got my little education in that hierarchy from Obsession, mm-hmm. and you got it from Downton Abbey, and now we need to merge those worlds yes. and put it together and, and play some Obsession. I love how you're able to, there's just like a game for every <laughs> every situation. It's like there's, there's a, a topic, game like that. I'll play the game for it, and I'll talk to you about that. There's an app for that. Yeah. There's a game for that. I don't think I'm probably going to talk about a lot of games or mm-hmm. things that I've been watching lately just because it's been so long, it's hard to even think about it. But I did right. have a little kind of like a revelation the other day. Not really a revelation, but I was thinking there have been a few games lately that I got my solo table all set up. You know, we moved into this new house mm-hmm. and, and we've been here for a long time now, but we really are yeah. kind of like really settling in. You know, you got to find your spaces and find your places and and the way that I kind of decorate I put some things up on the wall that Casey just noticed and like I've been in this office since April or something and I'm just finally getting around to actually decorating it because you kind of have to like live in the space right and you're still moving stuff around you got like your final piece of furniture in here delivered like that nice bookshelf from golden age age. like uh, a shout out local Local shops, yeah, Golden Age. But they do ship worldwide, so check them out. They Not do. worldwide. I'm sure they don't ship worldwide. Oh, yeah, maybe like just The US. country, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sell things to people from far away as well yeah. on Instagram. So check them out on Instagram. But I think since we are settling in a little bit, I've been like using my solo table a lot more. I've noticed that. It's not yeah. a solo table. You're welcome to sit out with me. <laughs> it's a solo table. But that's where I set up my <laughs> solo games. And like... Mm-hmm. Um, not only have I been getting back into playing solo games, I have been like voraciously getting back into it where yeah. I had PAX Premier Second Edition on the table and I would just played it again and again and again and again, like a lot. Like I got to the point where I could play that <laughs> game in 15, 20 minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just couldn't get enough. And now I got uh, Imperium Classics to the table, which is a new game that you probably oh. haven't even seen. But, no, I haven't. Well, except for it's been on the table. But I have been tearing through that. And I think, you know, I've kind of like put everything away and I can just start enjoying the house in those ways. So, yeah. But I've just noticed like not only do you get it to the table and get these games played, I am playing them a lot. Like I think <laughs> I got Imperium Classics a week ago or mm-hmm. so. I think I ran out um, on a weeknight and bought it. Learned it and played it, and I think I've probably played it like six or seven times since. Oh, wow. And I had no like, idea. Yeah. I just play it similar to how you do. I mean, you're watching Downton Abbey well. And <laughs> <laughs> similar to how you do Downton, I'll like yeah. set it up, take a few turns. Maybe I'll after work, I'll, I'll play through the rest of the game or something, and mm-hmm. I'll kind of just have them ongoing. And I immediately, I don't tear it down. I finish the game, reorganize it all. I set it up for the next game, and then I just walk away, but it's 100% set up. So at any time I can just walk back over and start taking yeah. my next game of it. So I, I kind of love that gaming corner. Like it's, <laughs> it's such a great use of the space. And I love that that's just like set up in there and you can just like walk by it, take a few moves and keep and on walking. And that's exactly what it's for. I think when it, yeah. you make it that easy, I've got all these games and I've been working towards a sale. If you're going to be in the Minneapolis area, find us at Minneapolis Cider Company's Tabletop Game Bazaar next Saturday. The 25th. Yeah. September 25th. We'll be there um, yeah. with a table full of games because, um, yeah, as I get settled in too, I've been calling the collection. Uh-huh. Um, and because I've been playing games like Pax Premier and um, Imperium Classics so much, I kind of look at other things and I'm like, it just that? makes me really assess how much I need. And I have like a lot. Like I am not by any means <laughs> calling it down to a reasonable collection. <laughs> still, I can see we have... You have two shelves in here full of games. Well, there's a whole closet. Your closet's full of games. And then we have two shelves out in the living room and then one downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're doing good on games. So yeah. you also have six boxes full of games yep, it's to get rid of. So. 75, 80 games. Yeah. That'd be and awesome if you, if you do hear this. That'd be super fun if anybody hears this and decides to come out to the board game flea market and say hi and maybe buy some fun board games. Yeah, we'll post to it in... Uh, on this post on the website yeah. and we'll probably uh, post Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Just saying that, uh, not that I need to sell them. Like if I don't sell them, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun experience. It though. is a fun experience and it's, it's set up several years and I've gone several times and there's a lot of like local board game designers who are there. There's lots of, um, board game stores now are like supporting mm-hmm. it and having their own tables too. So I guess I'll be competing with the big leagues to unload my games but i think that mine are priced to go like i don't really care i'm not too yeah. precious and i'm just like the i just want these out of my house the main goal is getting rid yeah. of them yeah and it's like they're not like the games that are like 
they're not trash games because you only buy really you buy good yeah, like games some of these like are you like... research like all of the games and then you just like you play it a couple of times and it's like okay that was cool that was a good experience i don't need to play it again yeah they are very good games i'm just yeah. gonna look at my list that i have right here like maybe i won't <laughs> on saturday yeah come to the flea market you can find games such as mansions of madness second edition and a conflict of heroes guadalcanal new in shrink and you'll never believe that we also have. Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> oh, I have Seventh Continent. Seventh Continent. And the expansion. In the expansion. And all of the errated cards. You pay for the whole <laughs> seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> all of it's new and shrink. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. And it's one of those Kickstarter games I ordered a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got it, I'm just like, you know, I don't really want to play this like sprawling narrative adventure game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whatever, somebody will enjoy this more than me. I should just get rid of this. And it's like yeah. everything, including like this. I mean, like the errated cards are like, I don't know how many cards there are, 400 cards. Holy it's like a, it's like a two pound box. of That's just, crazy cards because i guess they screwed something up in the first printing so oh interesting and it's kind of fun like especially if you go to buy you know like a secondhand game but it's still in the shrink where it's just like it's a brand new game just for you i do feel bad about it and i'm like should i just open these and make it look like i had loved them some of them not all there's plenty (laughs) that are open and played a bunch but there are some that are new and shrink just because i just was like oh actually maybe i don't kickstarter especially is like by the time things get filled it can be a while it can be a while and you can kind of change your thoughts. Yeah. I'm about to get a shipment of Seize the Bean, which is a game about coffee shops made in Berlin. And the production on that is one of the longest Kickstarters I've ever been a part of. It has, <laughs> it's so delayed. Like, Oh, I, are you actually getting to the delivery? Yeah, like, like it's, it's in really... Chicago right now. Oh. And it's going to be probably coming any week. But I, like it is, I can't remember, but it's, it, I've, kickstarted probably hundreds of games at this point and it's one of the oldest ones that i've kickstarted and i'm just like i have totally forgot about this game i'll have to like figure out if i'm still interested when it arrives but i haven't even considered it and that's just how i deal i'm just like whatever it's i've i back it and then it's dead to me until i get it and then i'm like oh yeah (laughs) it's like a nice surprise yeah you kind of i think sometimes with kickstarter stuff it's like kind of like where if you just think of it as kind of like a donation where you're like i'm supporting you i like this and I hope to get something out of it. I hope to get my product. Yep. And But you're not like, come on, I paid for this. It's inevitable delays happen. Right. Especially now with COVID and oh my gosh. all the shipping backups. I'm sure there's a lot of Kickstarter people who are just like, thank the heavens because I needed, you know, like this was going to be delayed no matter what. And right. now I have a global excuse. I can just be like, you know what? <laughs> it's kind of like when I used to work at... Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said the restaurant. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like when i work used to work in the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. and i'd want to go home early yeah and there's a rule with the health code if you have diarrhea they they (laughs) they can't let you stay so then i'd be like hey i need to leave early today or whatever and they'd be like no we're really busy today and then i'd just be like diarrhea and then seriously yeah did you do that yeah I love it. You're the boy <laughs> that cried diarrhea. And I was just like, what can you do? Then did you get cursed with some diarrhea? Oh, I'm sure once or twice, but <laughs> well, I'm sure, yeah. It came back. Yeah, but um, That's funny. it's kind of like that where they're going to be delayed and they're just like, COVID. COVID. I mean, have you, you heard know, like, about the port of Los Angeles? And it's a serious Crazy. problem, but there's a lot of reasons it that is. things could be delayed. And, and I think that this is just a convenient thing to just be like oh if you were thinking like oh what, what can we do to rush this project and then now you're running into these like ex- in crazy expensive shipping oh containers gosh, you'd probably yeah. just be like you know what let's just let's just pass and let's just wait a few months and figure this out yeah however along years who knows how long it'll yeah be. we listened to that super interesting podcast about shipping containers yes remember that it was like a little bit ago it was like from 2019 even or even before then it was before containers were the talk of the town yeah it was it was super interesting though and just all of that and then 
just hearing more and more about all those shipping containers just backed up on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, They just can't unload them fast enough. And then it's so disappointing because then they're just shipping empty shipping shipping containers back across the sea. Although it it takes a lot because they've been sitting there empty because it is very expensive to just ship an empty empty Mm. shipping container. Crazy. Um, Yeah, and the podcast you're talking about was Containers. It's an eight-part audio documentary. Um, and it was put out in, yeah, 20, actually it was 2017. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so check out that podcast. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like it'd be interesting, but it was very interesting. I already had it downloaded for a long time. It's something I had been wanting to listen to. And I think the recent, um, talk of shipping containers just was like, I'm like, now's the time. And we were also in a road trip. Yeah. Nothing like a good road trip to help you get through a podcast. To to think about shipping containers. Oh, well, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I could co- totally keep talking, talk about books I've been reading and stuff. But since we have so many games, should we just dive into our summer spectacular? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, here, I'll, I'll put some music right here where it's just like summer, 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 summer. Summer, time. I was thinking yeah. more like circus, like. Ooh, I like that. Or like some sort of. Okay, well, we'll see how the music turns out. Okay, cool. That was it's been good. a long time since you've had to make a song for Shuffle Buddies. I know. Are you ready I'm, to get back to I'm it? I'm very excited because I feel like I have not been playing as much music as I want to play. Mm-hmm. I even bought that little guitar to try to make myself play it more, <laughs> and I was just sitting next to the fireplace. Now it's it a looks fireplace very cute. decoration, yeah. <laughs> so I just need to get into it. I keep telling myself, I'm like, as soon as it gets cold outside... I'll be inside more and I'll want to play more music. I think I just, it's just hard to go downstairs into my office because it feels so separate from everything else. And then I feel always just like cold and alone in my little well, office downstairs. For a little music recording I know. Studio. I think I need to just like, I just need to let it just happen. I just mm-hmm. need to get It'll in happen. there because once I, once I start going, I can really get into it and I can keep going if my piano would stop making weird noises. That's the other thing. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Let's do Summer Spectacular. Yeah. Here we come. The Woo-hoo. Summer Gaming Spect... No, choo, that's choo, not what it's choo. called. What is it called? Summer Fantastical Spectacular. Summer Game of Palooza. <laughs> I hope all of this stays in. I love it. <laughs> we'll have a title for that podcast. I'll decide what it's called once we make the title graphic. Perfect. Okay. So... I think it'd be really good for us to just like start off because you've been wanting to do this for a while. Yeah. So what was your reasoning behind this summer spectacular? When it was timely, at the beginning of the summer. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to do this (laughs) podcast like for months and we're always like, maybe this weekend. Well, the part of it is we also had to get four games like played to the point where we can talk about them too. So that kind of made it hard because it was like an idea before we had played any of them because I was at my local Target store, mm-hmm. doing a Target run trademark. And <laughs> Hashtag Target run TM. And I was there for a latte and a... Mm. No, I wasn't. I, I'm trying to think of what people do Target <laughs> runs for. Like, you know, they go for uh, like a, pumpkin a, spice a bar latte. of soap and a latte or something. Yeah. And then you walk out spending 150 bucks. Well, that's exactly what happened because I was n- new at Target and I always swing past the board game section because they do a really amazing job over the last couple of years mm-hmm. curating really interesting board games, new board games that are developed specifically for, you know, the target retail, which is a little bit lower than the standard board game retail. Yeah. And so I always check it out and I often kind of walk out with something because I'm just like, oh, this is cool. Like this is yeah. just this little fun game. It's kind of nice too, because I, I really appreciate when you come back from target with some games. Cause I love, it's just kind of like, oh, this seems kind of cool. Let's give it a try. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun. And if if we feel like we don't need to play it again, then I can just give it to my nieces and nephews. Yeah. I love that we can just get games and try them. Yep. And then if we're kind of done, you can just give it to your nieces and nephews. That makes yep. it easier to just buy stuff. Yeah. So I took a swing back there and I saw a whole end cap, a whole gaming end cap. And I was like, oh, this is cool. A new game end cap. And then I looked closer and I was like, holy crap. There is some really interesting and surprising games on this end cap. I took a picture of it and I was like, look at this. There was Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a lighter version of the 800-pound gorilla of board games right now, Terraforming Mars. Mm -hmm. There was a 
small version of podcast favorite parks called Ooh-hoo. Trails made yep. by Keymaster Games. So it's like a very small version of parks kind of. Yep. Which we reviewed, I think in like our first episode or? No, it was like the third, the first was episodes. Everdell. But it was like, it was in the first three episodes we reviewed yeah. parks. And, and so cute. It's a really great beautiful game and and I and I was just like oh wow I didn't need you know I kind of didn't even know this was coming yeah there was also a new game called summer camp mm-hmm. that looked cute from the box but what caught my eye is it was made by Phil Walker Harding who mm. made sushi go he also made archaeology oh yeah that's so right he makes great family-friendly heavy hitters yeah we've probably played sushi go with your family online 50 times at least i think it's yeah 50 to 100 times i've played a lot we haven't of played games. it recently yeah not as much but it, it's a it's a oh, great it's game such a good game and before that i had sushi go and sushi go party and i still have sushi go party and mm-hmm. like i and sushi go i wish sushi go party was on board game arena because it adds so much variety and oh, yeah. content that i i think we'd still be playing if there was and then the final game was Goonies Never Say Die, mm-hmm. which was made by Prospero Hall, who regularly make things for Target. They yeah. make a lot of really great games. They do they do, do like the licensed stuff a lot? Yeah, they like, did like Horrified, horrified. Pan yeah. Am, um, and more. Yeah, <laughs> and more. <laughs> but a bunch more, actually. Yeah. And yeah. they did, they, oh, the oh, Jaws they game. Okay. But yeah, so Prospero Hall made this Goonies game, and I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I decided to buy them all. And bring them home. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the the intent was to do this summer gaming spectacular. So <laughs> you, our dear listener, could run out and <laughs> buy these games. I don't know if they're still on the end cap anymore. <laughs> they're probably not knowing the average length of an end cap in store. But they're they still available the at end Target. Cap. Yeah. I did check. They're still at Target. Oh, good. So these are all Target exclusives. Um, and usually how that works is it's a limited time exclusive. So they'll, mm. they're exclusive for the first few months or so. So some of these games might be hitting the, the regular board game retail channels by now. So you might be able cool. to get them in your local game store or on Amazon or wherever you buy games. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully at your local board game store or Target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or your local board game flea market. Yes. Or your local <laughs> board game flea market. All right. So I'll let you start. Which one would you like to talk about? Well, the one that's freshest in my mind is Summer Camp. Oh, yeah. Because we played that the most recently, and I really, really liked it. It was so cute. (laughs) You're not supposed to say that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm going to hold my judgment till the end. Who knows? It could be a mystery how you feel. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm, All right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like I said, Summer Camp is a game designed by Phil Walker Harding. The art is by Adam Grayson. The publisher is Buffalo Games, which I actually had never heard of. I should look and see if they've done anything else, but I wonder if they're a new publisher. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not horribly ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Summer Camp is a deck building game where campers or players, Mm -hmm. your campers, I guess, (laughs) race to earn merit badges and collect the most experience points Mm -hmm. over the course of the game. Each player has their own deck of cards to play, and every turn they're going to draw five cards or draw a certain amount of cards mm-hmm. and then play those cards and then discard them. And whenever they need to draw cards, they don't have any left. They shuffle their discard pile, flip it over. It's a new draw pile and they start drawing cards. So as the game progresses, you add new cards to your deck and make it stronger and stronger. Um, in summer camp, each turn, the player um, is going to play cards to either move down one of three paths, merit mm-hmm. badge paths. And they're going to use cards to, again, move down those paths gain energy that they can use to buy new cards, or they can use the cards for these special actions, just various special actions. Moving down the path can get you bonuses. And when you cross bridges, uh, you can gain merit badges for being the first one to do so on Mm -hmm. all three paths and get points that way. And the first person to reach the end of all three tracks in the game ends the game. And at that point, Everyone just adds up the points they collected from any merit badges they collected along the way, any points on the cards that they purchased, and if they didn't finish all three paths, any points from how close they got to the finish line. And so that's summer camp. I think that's pretty much it. Very straightforward. Yeah, it is very straightforward. So what I would call it is a deck building racing game. Hmm, That makes sense. you're building a deck, but the ultimate goal is to cross the finish line. Well, I guess you get the most points, but crossing the finish line is a big way to get those points. Yes. Yeah, the cards that you're getting are used to try to push you down this 
path. Yes. You know, that's the way that you're tracking your progress, basically. Mm -hmm. And I'm new to all of these kind of games, but I just played Dominion for the first time Mm -hmm. this summer. And it is very much like Dominion. Because Dominion, you're racing to get points. You know, it's the same kind of thing. And so I feel like this is very Dominion-like where there's two types of cards Mm -hmm. where it's like you have the energy card that allows you to buy more cards like the other cards you want to buy are the ones that are pushing you down the track so it's like in the beginning you can't afford a lot of big cards uh so you have to buy more energy so that the cards that you have in your hand allows you to to pay for more expensive traveling cards yeah so the theme of summer camp is a summer camp yes and what i think is really cute is there are these three tracks and the tracks are very straightforward. They are literally just a straight line. The board itself is really simple. What makes it different and unique and, and kind of thematically fun is for each separate track in the game, um, you take out one of, I believe there's seven themed decks. I think so. Cause we played six, cause we played six of them and we played two games and we switched three up and there was one that we didn't yeah, we just look through, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so each one of these themed decks is a different camp activity. So one is like water sports, there's arts and crafts. Arts and farts and crafts. Arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, the last time we games. recorded, we talked about Wet Hot American Summer. Which is <gasps> I why, think we did. Which is why I can't say arts and crafts. I have to say arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so each one is a different themed deck. So uh-huh. on the cooking track, you're gaining cards that help you move down the cooking track, but also thematic special action cards that kind of relate thematically to cooking. Yeah. And so there's these three different tracks. And although the board is the same every time, the deck you're pulling from to buy cards and help you move down that track changes depending on which one of those. You use three different decks, one for each track, and Mm -hmm. there's seven in the game, so you can switch it up however you want um, for every game. So there's a lot of different comp combinations and kind oh of, uh, yeah with yeah. if it's like three tracks and you have seven choices you know for the tracks like i uh math carry the two is about at least seven options it's at least seven options at yeah. least seven i can say that with a hundred percent certainty <laughs> <laughs> so the first game we did it was we had games no that was the second one wasn't the first it? one we had was cooking yeah, cooking. And then it was uh, like hiking, outdoors, outdoors, nature, yeah, and then like water sports and water sports. Yep. And then the second game was games and friendship, friendship, and arts and farts and crafts, and arts and farts and crafts. And the <laughs> final one that we just kind of looked through was adventure. Yeah. So very cool. And we talked a lot about it afterwards. How we really enjoyed that each of those tracks they were super thematic. They were, yeah. And I kind of think if you were just playing it once, you might not even realize how thematic they were. Yeah. But when you look through them all, each each deck was really smartly designed. They all had just like these general movement um, cards that were not super thematic. They're just like move one, two, or three down each of these tracks. Mm-hmm. The arts and farts and crafts, <laughs> um, all of the cards, all the special action cards in the arts and farts and crafts deck Mm-hmm. let you convert one thing into another, let you convert resources into yeah. um, other resources or, or lets you convert resources into movement. All of the cards in the games deck mm-hmm. kind of were directly competitive in some way. Like one of them rewarded you every time you moved your uh, one of your hiker pawns and like ended on the space of another pawn. It was like yeah. called capture the flag. And yeah. like, if you ended with someone else, you got a bonus. Yeah. And it, then like the friendship one was like, you draw a card, but then the other person also draws yep. a card. They or you get three snack bars, yeah. and then the other person gets one snack bar. And it's like everything you did basically also rewarded the other players. Yeah. And the cooking one gave you lots of energy. All mm-hmm. their cards were like super energy producing cards. Just really thoughtful and cute. And they come in like these unique little tuck boxes that you know show you what kind of activity it is. Mm-hmm. It comes with a little deck of cards and then these special merit badges that look like the merit badges you'd sew on like a... Yeah, Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. they're very cute. Each one is very unique and it's very easy to like set up and just kind of get going and just be like, pick out three events that are interesting to you, Mm -hmm. um, set them up and you're off to the races. Yeah. The art style is like this very colorful and simple art style. It actually reminds me a lot of that cut paper texture Motainai artwork. Mm -hmm. Simple graphic, but 
really well done art style. So well done. Like it is, it kind of reminds me of like vintage parks and rec posters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like, yeah, the vintage sailing posters, especially the water sports. Yeah. Very kid friendly, but just Mm -hmm. like very iconic and graphic and, and really nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just interesting because, you know, like they're very simple illustrations, like just of an object. They kind of also are nostalgic for that reason, because it's just like s'mores or the one that I'm thinking of specifically is like the arts and crafts one where you can make like a macrame flower or something like that. Or a a macaroni macaroni art. And it has like the uh, bedongle or whatever it is, like where it's like the the bracelet kind of woven bracelet. Yeah. And it has the God's eye, which I had never heard of, but you know, they're like these popsicle stick like woven pieces yep, or whatever yep i was wondering because i was like because i remember when i saw that card i saw just the bottom of it the drawing and i was like oh i remember those were called god's eyes like when i went to camp and it's like that's such a weird th- it's so weird and i was like i wonder if they call them god's eyes and, and then i kind of sure pulled enough. the card out all the way and i was like oh yeah yep, that's their thing but so, yeah it was like especially the arts and crafts oh it just was like super nostalgic it really did make me think about summer camp so yeah it's so it's super evocative it's super fun yep it is a very very simple game yeah uh i would kind of call it like baby's first deck building game i could see that which sounds kind of demeaning demeaning but <laughs> and it and it and it's not meant to be demeaning but it is yep. very much like if i was going to introduce the concept of deck building to somebody dominion is a great place because that is kind of one of the first deck building game it's easy to play it's easy to teach but this one is even easier like you could teach this it says 10 plus on the box and i know maybe i'm coming from a place of ignorance because i don't have kids but you know a couple of 10 year olds you have a small sampling of they 10-year-olds. are currently 10 year olds but before that they have played much more complex games than this with dominion there's all those cards that have there's a lot of there, there's a lot words, of complications you know and dominion. like yeah and like all those cards can really do different things and interact with each other in a different way and it's like you have this whole little i mean it's a few sentences to read on each card mm-hmm. and like with these cards it's like draw one card yeah you know or like or take a candy bar or or gain three energy yeah and so i think it's super straightforward yeah and there's not a whole lot to keep track of i think you that's really spot on like baby's first deck building game baby's first deck building game but (laughs) that being said the board itself is these straight lines and they have these little bonuses along the way and it creates like just enough extra synergy to be like oh you know what actually if i move this far with this track i can gain a card which will then let me do this ability which then will let me move this guy in this track will get me another thing which will give me a candy bar which will let me pay for this card and so the order of operations matters yeah because we forgot to mention that like uh, along the path that you're going down there are a couple little prizes as you go along like move another character one more space or draw another card or get a snack bar and those are the three there's just those three they're very Mm -hmm. simple bonuses but they're kind of like interspaced at you know random kind of random and i'm sure they're designed but yeah they're like you know they're not like every three spots like sometimes they're close together sometimes they're far apart the board is modular so you would change it up every time so they kind of change the position of those just those little things even though it is like kind of baby's first deck builder and I am the most complex and smart gamer in the world. Um, <laughs> it's still interesting enough that I'm like, this is fun. Like I, I had played yeah. it, I had played it without you mm-hmm. by myself, <laughs> as I do, <laughs> as I want to do, just to like get the feel for it. Yeah, you like um, to play games before you introduce them to other people. Yeah, and I had played it, and I was like, it's almost so simple that maybe it's going to be boring, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Like I think it was still fun. It was still uh, a tense race where. You know, you were getting that one bonus there that would just push you a little oh, bit further. Man. We were racing to the bridges to yeah, try and get those Yeah, that second game down. was very close. Yeah. And so even though it is Baby's first deck building game, if you have a family or if you just are into something that sounds like fun and light and... Yeah, airy, or if like, you have friends that aren't super hardcore gamers that you just want to be able to play games with, I think this is a really great mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, and actually, because you have trails out set up on the counter and it made me think of summer camp and I was like, oh, I want to play summer camp. Oh, okay. So maybe we'll have to play that oh. tonight because I, I just really like it. It's just super chill. Yep. The other thing that I just wanted to mention at the end of this is I bought these games on a whim without knowing anything about them. Are they going to stay in my collection, especially with a giant tabletop market next week? Mm. 
summer camp was a game I was going to probably pass on to my family. I wasn't going to put it in the sale probably. I probably would just give it directly to my nieces and nephews because I think it's a great family game that they would really love. Yeah. But you liked it enough that Mm -hmm. I'll keep it in the collection because I like playing it. Like I probably wouldn't like reach for it, but it is a game that probably will find its place every now and then. And it's just fun and bright enough to be like, this is really fun. And people will talk about summer camp or if they ever went or didn't go. I didn't go. You counseled at a summer camp. So you are. Yeah, I was a tennis counselor. Cool tennis counselor. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, so I don't have as much experience, but, you know, and then there's like Wet Hot American Summer and we were mm-hmm. talking about that and I you know, it just is a really solid package. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, I was like, I think this is a really good like coffee game. Like this is a game I would love to play over drinking coffee on Saturday or Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. This is one of those. Well, since you just mentioned trails, mm-hmm. let's talk about that one next. I think that'll be like a good transition because it's like we had summer camp and then things are kind of winding down and yeah. then it's like let's go on some hikes. Well, fall is the best time to go on hikes. It's true. So, I think so. We've done our summer camp, now we're moving into the fall. Perfect. Going on some hikes. So, Trails is designed by Henry Audubon, mm-hmm. which I believe is the same designer as Parks. I believe is the um founder of the Audubon Society. <laughs> I know. It, it is a perfect name for... Uh, it kind of is. <laughs> for sounding... I wish he would have made win- Wingspan. It sounds like the perfect authority in sort of a, yeah, like wilderness enthusiastic game. Right. So, yeah. And the art is again by 59 Parks print series and the publisher is Keymaster Games. I do like Keymaster. And similar to Parks in... Trails, you are out to explore national parks. You are gathering resources, observing wildlife, mm-hmm. and earning wilderness badges. So again, we're back to badges. Ooh, Just, I do know. love badges. I, I mean, if you took a walk in the woods and you have nothing to show for it, then did it ever bother? really happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and in trails, players uh, hike back and forth along a trail. Mostly, they're moving one or two spaces at a time. And at each stop, they collect different resources, rocks, acorns, and leaves. They can sometimes convert resources into different types. They can take pictures and encounter wildlife to gain bonuses. At the trailhead and at the trail end, so it's just a straight line. You go from trailhead to trail end, back to trailhead, and then yep. you kind of keep doing that back and, back and forth. Back and forth. Uh, but at the trailhead and at the trail end, you can turn in resources to gain badges that require certain numbers of resources. So this is another f- recipe fulfillment type reward. And the badges themselves give you a combination of points, but sometimes also one-time use abilities or special powers for the rest of the game. And once you've reached the trailhead or the trail end, you just turn your little pawn around and on your next turn, you just start moving back in the other direction. Yeah. As you visit the trail end, there is this sun meter that kind of moves towards the trail head beginning of the trail i'm saying trailhead and trail end a lot there's a sun that's going to move um, back towards the trail head and it's going to flip each piece of the trail to a night side once all the trail sections are on their night side then that's kind of the final round you're going to finish your walk and then the game is yep, over because the uh the sun is setting the sun yep. has set and it's not safe to hike at night it's true the night side is a slightly similar but slightly more powerful version mm-hmm. so as the game goes it's going to get a little bit faster with the resources and more right impressive. like instead of getting one resource that one now gives you two resources yep. really simple upgrades but they are upgrades yep so you kind of hike until night falls mm-hmm. once night falls the player with the most points collected from their badges their photos taken and there's kind of a competition between who saw the most birds and after that the highest score wins I just realized, because as you were explaining it, especially about the sun, it's totally like setting in the West. It's setting. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, you think of it starting like at the trailhead, going left to right, but it's going right to left. Mm -hmm. And I just had that epiphany right now. It's thematic and scientific. Yeah, it's super scientific and we're super smart. we all learned something. Yeah. Casey was like, why does it set this way? And I was like, well, Casey... The rotation of the earth means. <laughs> <laughs> you learned it at the same time I did. <laughs> um, you know me. I love parks. So I, I really enjoyed this one again. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is the same artist and theme and designer and everything as parks. It is a smaller footprint yep. and a quicker playtime. 
mm-hmm. and you know, kind of the same mechanic of just slowly moving down a path. It almost seems too simple where unlike parks where you can go as far as you want, you can move one or two spaces. The one wrinkle that they added that I didn't really talk about that I think does kind of make it a little bit more tense and interesting is you also have a canteen and both players have a canteen. You can flip this canteen once per hike to the trailhead and back. So once round trip, flipping the canteen allows you to move as far forward as you want Mm -hmm. in one direction until you either hit the end or the beginning. And so you can kind of say, okay, I have exactly as many resources I need. I see that Casey is working towards the same recipe. I'm going to jump way ahead mm-hmm. and get there and take it before she does. If you do that, you're going to be walking back way slower because now your canteen is empty and you'll have to walk back without using your canteen. So it's it's a very simple, like move one or two ahead. Once in a while, you can kind of like jump and kind of like snag something before somebody gets it. Even though you're both taking your walk and you're kind of leisurely moving, it kind of does feel like a little bit of a race. Yep. You're fighting to accomplish the same thing and only one person can accomplish it. Yeah. And so like that canteen adds a little bit of just that element. The other thing that adds a little bit of haste, a little bit of haste to your journey Mm -hmm. is there's this bear meeple this is your wildlife encounter. When you land on the mm-hmm. wildlife encounter, you roll a little die and he moves to a different card and you get a, you get whatever was on the, the tile he was on and whatever tile he moves to. So you yeah. kind of get some bonus resources. resources. So it's kind of like you kind of want to run ahead to see the bear as fast as possible because you're, you don't know what you're going to get, but you're getting a little something extra. And he kind of is jumping around. He might move forward. He might move backwards. You're not sure where he's going next. So mm-hmm. sometimes he'll move right into the perfect place for your opponent and you'll be like, oh, yeah. that's stupid He'll bear. move like right in front of you and you're just like, yes, yeah. I'll or yeah, see him next take him time. again, yeah. Because he can make a big difference. Yeah. Because getting a, it's basically like getting another turn, mm-hmm. getting all those resources. It's, it's random. So you're, hopefully yeah. it's something you want. The other thing that I think is good in a game like this, they put a cap of eight resources. So you can't just mosey along and collect everything. Hoard all your resources. Because, yeah, like, you know, you can only hold so much. Yeah. So you really have to be strategic about holding those resources and then keeping the ones that you need and focusing on what you want to buy. And if you can't get there, you might have to pivot and just buy something else. Yeah. Or you'll just be out of luck because you Mm -hmm. couldn't take everything. So you took what you thought you were going to get. And then, you know, somebody jumped ahead, snagged the the badge you were going for, and now you can't have it anymore. Yep. I was Um, thinking about that bear and the theme. It's like, instead of giving you more resources, I feel like he should be a bad thing. Yeah, I know. Like the bear should like take away one of your resources. Like he got into your stash. That is true but <laughs> when you're on a but he's like a friendly bear when you're on a hike though i think it's just representative the majesty of wilderness and you're like wow <laughs> look at that there's a bear i see like you know through your mm-hmm. through your goggles now your and the resources and you're like, is the bear. joy yeah that the <laughs> because who really cares if you could pick up a rock or a An acorn. acorn or a <laughs> leaf um, yeah, it's a really simple game. It it captures some of what Parks have, but I do feel like it totally has its own feel because Parks yeah. is like, it's a much slower game. You can move faster, but you know, the recipes are harder to fulfill. In this one, it's kind of funny because you're just like running back and forth on this little path yep. a bunch of times. In Parks, you just go through that journey like three times, I believe. I think so. So in this yeah, one, it's right. like, maybe it's four, but um, in but this yeah, one, you you're just, just like running back path. and forth. So yeah. it feels more like Parks feels like going to a national park and being like, all right, we're going to do this big journey over the course of several days. Trails feels like going to the state park and just getting out of the car with the kids and then running around in the in the trails <laughs> and just being like, wow, look at that. I saw a bear. Wee, look at that. You know, yeah. I picked up some acorns. It's like a day hike. Yeah, it's like a day hike. It uh-huh. very much feels like... Like it's just faster in terms of playing, but also just faster in terms of like the way you're kind of like bouncing around feels just kind of faster and different. So it does feel different than Parks to me. Um, Time-wise, I would say Parks probably plays in an hour, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even longer. It's, It's a small game. Depends on who you play with. Yeah, it depends on who you play with, but it is like a thinkier game. Parks is probably a half hour game, maybe even... Trails. Oh, yeah. Trails is probably (laughs) a half hour game. Yeah. Maybe even... 20, 25 minutes or something. It yeah. still takes a little bit of time because you do have to go back and forth several times, but it's just a little bit quicker. And uh, it looks roughly just as good as Parks. Yes. In some ways, it looks better because it's a little bit more cohesive. In some ways, it looks not as great because it's not as it's not as much of a production. It's just a much smaller thing. The box mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. just a little tiny kind of thin, tall box. Kind of like a column, like a tower kind of 
it's like a tarot box. deck. Yeah, it's like a tarot deck size box. Or yeah, something. yeah. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I would say I guess I just make those comparisons because um, I would say like owning one is not mutually exclusive for the other one. And similar to what you said about summer camp, mm-hmm. Parks is a game you might take to a coffee shop, but it is a bigger setup. It takes more table space. Yeah, it takes a longer time. Trails feels like something that you could take on a trail. I would never bring parks to the top of a mountain and be like, let's just whip out a game of parks. Yeah. But maybe you would stick trails in your backpack and be like, hey, let's play in this picnic. Let's just play a quick game of trails or yeah. take it to a coffee shop and play it. Whereas tri- parks I would take to a brewery, which we have. I I totally get that. <laughs> I can totally see that. Yep. I, I I don't know if that's a distinction that's valuable to a lot of people, but like if I was going to a brewery, there's a different selection of games than I would take to a coffee house. Yeah. No, I totally get that. I never thought about that. There's like brewery games and then there's coffee shop games yep. and they are different. And then there's home games that you would never bring anywhere because right. <laughs> they're be too embarrassing. Yeah. Well, or just because you <laughs> take too much real estate, too much time and too much <laughs> debate as in you're arguing with people at the table. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine bringing like anything with like, Lots of meeples and pieces. And... I can imagine it because I've probably done it. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember I have a photo of me and my dad playing Memoir 44 at Dogwood Coffee. Oh, I think I've so seen that So I had like picture. all the army, like all the army dudes, little plastic army dudes and stuff. But I yeah. don't remember why we did that. But we were just like, let's just play this one at. Just, yeah, a little change of scenery because he comes Coffee. down to visit. You want to take him out? Yep. Yeah, just to get a change of scenery. But I was still like, we're going to play this war game with tons yeah. of plastic miniatures and dice and everything. So. But it looked like that was like in a booth. It was in a booth. I think that makes a difference. That does make a difference. Because then it's like your table is stable and you, <laughs> you are don't protected from the wind. All around you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So anyway. Yeah, this is a good trails. one. I it is a it. good one. I like it enough to keep it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like super in love with it, I'll but I'm it like, again. this is a really cute little game. It's more travelable. Travelable. Yep, travelable. Mm-hmm. Casey will play it again. So I, um, I think Trails is a winner. And again, I don't think it's not like an inferior version of Parks. Right. It's just a different type of game that uses similar mechanics and similar art. So, yes. Yep. I can totally see that. Maybe if you didn't hear me talking too much about it, it's because we played it a while ago and everything I was saying. <laughs> Was about parks. <laughs> and I was like, you oh, this is confusing. so fun when you do it, like when you can do this. And you're like, that's parks. Yeah. So I think all of that has gotten cut out. It probably will get cut out. It was confusing because then I'd be like, because I'd listen to you for a while and I'd be like, yeah, wait, no, what? And then I'd be like, uh. But I do remember liking trails too. So I mm-hmm. just feel bad. I can't remember any of the specifics except the feeling it gave me, which was positive. And we played it. And I liked it. Outside on the deck in the summertime. Oh. Beautiful. As the sunset, if I remember right. I feel like it was kind of getting dimmer. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Put a stamp of approval on that one. Yep. That was Trails. So let's move on. Hey, everyone. I know I just said we were going to move on to Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition, and The Goonies Never Say Die. And we did. We actually recorded quite a bit longer than we intended to. So we kind of made the decision after the fact that we should split it into two and release the second half in a couple weeks when we put out our next episode. So yeah, so tune in next week and we'll have some new content, but also continue this conversation. So hope you see you then. And I'm going to segue back into our outro, which occurred after our big conversation. Thanks. That's yeah. our summer spectacular. Yeah. So sorry, and, that was a long one to come back to, but we whew. just really had to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. But hopefully it was fun and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, and all those games are just, they are probably all under 20 bucks, maybe 30 bucks for I would say, Goonies. I think 30. I think they're under 30. I think yeah. Goonies and Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition were 30 and then Trails and... Summer Camp. Summer Camp or maybe 20. I don't know. Don't yeah. quote me on that. I feel like all of these games are accessible in terms of learning them and playing them and availability and price. Mm-hmm. And so I think all of these games would be a fun way to end the summer. Yeah. Or maybe you can like sit outside uh, at a coffee shop or if you have a little patio or a deck and enjoy the last 
few nice days. Anybody who is looking for a fun game to play with their family and picked up one of these games, maybe Terraforming Mars would be too much for some families, but it, it's yeah. just like, it's what you should be at Target, where it's just like, mm-hmm. this is a game I can play and I can pretty much play it with anybody. Yeah, and it's fun to see that. It's fun to see Target have some fun, really good games. Yeah, they don't feel crappy. Yeah. And manipulative of just being like, we're going to take your money and you're just going to roll a dice and move around. And, and this could be literally any game. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a reskin of Monopoly, which there is a new Target Monopoly that I saw. And I was like, eh, a Target Monopoly? A Target Monopoly. <gasps> that sounds interesting. So then <laughs> is it like, is the, are you just like doing a Target run? I don't know. I haven't played oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I might. I, I, I mean, it's still Monopoly. But I would be interested to, to, to see what to they see put what on the, the board. Like the, what's on the board. Yeah. That sounds kind of interesting. I hope there's a Starbucks in the middle. Maybe <laughs> well, we'll that's see. the jail. Ooh, the jail is like the customer service counter. <laughs> get out. See, they you can't gotta really get out of customer service. Things, I, think. I feel like there's not a lot of negative things you can do. Cart Bay. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shuffle Buddies. Hopefully we'll be talking to you uh, much sooner next time. Sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, And it won't be two hours or whatever this one ends up being. (laughs) I'll cut it down a little bit. (laughs) But it was fun. Yeah. So hopefully you made it all the way to the end because if you did, you should rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. We'll get back to that. Chris might even screen print some Shuffle Buddies merch at some point in the future. Who knows? All things are possible when it's wintertime and we're indoors and have nothing else to do. (laughs) Uh, So happy to be back. Yeah. Well, until next time. We're going to... Shuffle away. What caught my eye is it's developed by, um, oh shit, um, I want to say Philip Seymour Hoffman, but that's totally wrong. It's, um, okay. <laughs> Whoever made Sushi Go. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is future Chris here. I was just calling. Nah, I'm not calling. <laughs>